Hi everyone and welcome to the 65th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. Greetings. And Lauren. Hi dolls. We are back after a fun-packed episode last time about Final Fantasy 13 Part 2. Was it fun-packed? It wasn't I only packed. It was, fun-packed. it was packed. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely was packed. It was packing. It's getting really stuffy in there. Yeah. Yes. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we did. Some I think we did. kept it mostly spoiler-free as well. I, I think mm. so too. There may have been some suggestive stuff in there, but you know. But you know, nothing goes. like the trailers that Square Enix released. No, you no. see, we're much better <laughs> than that. We're, we're more sensitive to our fans' feelings. But um, yeah, so Final Fantasy Thirteen Part 2 is, is, I guess, out of the way now. And uh, we are now going to be returning to our normal outline so we've got news we've got burning question and then we've got some questions however unfortunately this episode is basically no news to talk about so um really 13.2 is already out and there's like nothing else to look forward to other than versus because and you know possibly type zero we are still and possibly about that yeah lots of possibilities nothing definitely which I think should happen to be honest I mean like didn't the PS Vita like they said that the sales were exceptional in the states so uh yeah Japan um we actually do like the Vita and we think that you should put some well, stuff well the HD remake for type zero is kind of made for the PSP and they'd have to port it over well play.com eh. leaked an HD remake of it so who knows anyway as you are probably all aware, but if you're not, this is called Final Fantasy Union and it's part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TwixMusic.com. It comes down the yes. iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and Colin. FinalFantasy-FXN.net Had to think about that one there. <laughs> I have. Yeah, we can talk a bit more about Type 0, I guess, a bit later. Who knows? There's not very much... I don't want to like talk about it and then be like. Yeah, I think we've already had a pretty big discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't. Mostly ends up with us being depressed. Long story short, we want it to come over to. I'm fairly optimistic. Freaking good. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I am too. Before we continue, Colin is going to tell us about something that is going on on the main gaming union website these next couple of weeks. Yes, it is called New Game Plus, and it is being this this week or this session, I should say. We are playing Final Fantasy 1. Gasp! Now, a little backstory about New Game Plus is a community thing that we're running where we all play the same game together and we play up to certain checkpoints, designated checkpoints, and we have discussions about it. It's, called, it's like a book club, but for video games. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it's pretty the last, cool. The last one that we did was Metal Gear Solid, and that was a huge success. We got people that never played the game before to play it, and they loved it. And now we're doing Final Fantasy 1. So hopefully everyone joins in again as well and, you know, discuss. And there are so many people that have never played Final Fantasy 1, and they should. This is a good experience. I think our resident Final Fantasy 1 guru, Zero, is spearheading the way. (laughs) He even posted up a massive video tutorial for how to get started, in case you're wondering. So yeah, totally join it. Like, it's really, really cool. They, um... They give you more than enough time for you to get to the checkpoint. So uh, if you're on a tight schedule, you know you can try to sort yourself out and maybe set aside some time, plan it out, that type of thing. Definitely. Who knows? You could even take some a few screenshots to document your progress as well. Yes, that's true too. Right. Um, I guess another thing that we should uh, probably mention is that 
We're also getting quite a lot of Final Fantasy interviews. So um, if you guys want, uh, the Troy Baker and Laura Bailey one is Stugard. already up. Steelguard. Yes, um, or the old you know, snow, they... come over here, you sexy hunk of man. <laughs> don't, don't do that, Daryl. Don't do that. <laughs> as you know, they, bo- they both are in Final Fantasy thirteen too, as Snow and Sarah. Um, and then we also have another one lined up that's already recorded, but um, is waiting for release, and that is Liam O'Brien, who plays Caius. The amongst epic voice. Things. The epic man voice. Yes, and Grimoire Vice, which I love him for. And the most ironic thing is that you probably won't recognize his voice. Yeah, you when you just forewarning when you listen to this interview, his regular voice sounds nothing like you would expect. It's insane. It's so crazy. If his regular voice sounded like Kaya's, I, I think people should be scared of him. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But yeah, it's. It's insane. Just just listen to it when it comes out. He's like an even posher version of Liquid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get more posh than Liquid Snake. <laughs> Brother! <laughs> I'm sorry. My hind D. <laughs> anyway. I got all the recessive genes. Right. So, um, yeah, we've also, <laughs> got, we've also got some more we're, we're hoping to uh, tie up, but we're not going to say who they're with yet because they're still in the pipeline. But we are still trying to get more, and uh, I think we're going to try and get some Kingdom Hearts ones as well. So, fingers crossed, we can start pulling out some more. I know these ones that we've done recently, especially with, like the one with Ali. Can Hill you guys get James Wood? I think that would be very <laughs> difficult, but we could try. <laughs> I don't know, Leonard Leonard Nimoy. Was yeah, we did try Leonard Nimoy. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, Leonard Nimoy, that's away. right. He was just like, I don't need to do these. You know what? You guys Sorry, should try Mark. Yeah. yeah, we could try Mark. Hamill. We tried Christian Bale as well. Be Christian. I'm Batman. <laughs> How does it feel to be on the IMDb uh, IMDb bill for uh, uh, Tara? <laughs> I'm sure he was thrilled about that. <laughs> anyway, we are now going to actually talk about some news because we've stalled long enough, <laughs> and the reason we stalled is because there's nothing been. to talk about. The only news yeah. we have is that there is some DLC for 13 Part Two. There you go. <laughs> See <your> news. <laughs> so. Um, I think it was last week or the week before they released the uh, DLC pack for SARS, which is called Heads or Tails, and it was pretty crap from what I hear because it was just like a really minor bit of story and then some card games for Serendipity. Uh, I think it's really what people were expecting. No, especially not like when they pay for it. That's, you know, you figure it's if you're going to pay for the DLC. It's really disappointing as well because you know SARS is my favorite character and he's kind of. Insignificant in thirty-two. Have you played it, Colin? No, no, I haven't. Because, like, my, you know, my gripe about Sars in the main game is that you kind of just—you have no idea what's going on. And he just appears, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Where do you come from?" And I guess this <laughs> DLC was supposed to explain what he was actually doing, but I don't know if it does or not. I guess you don't know either. So we'll just nope. move on. Um, there are also some DLC packs coming for Lightning and Snow, although they haven't said anything about Snow yet. They did tease Lightnings, which is supposed to be releasing mid-May. Isn't um, the next one coming up with uh, Joe Nabat? Yeah, that's not a story one. That's just a Coliseum. Coliseum battle. You can add her yeah. to your party as a, what was it, saboteur? She'll actually have a role to play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> she can help you defeat Caius. I really hope that the Lightning, that the Lightning DLC is good. 
I, well, apparently the Lightning DLC is supposed to be for one, it's a story scenario, and apparently the gameplay is different. Yeah, mm. from what I was hearing from Japan, because they, because the West kind of announced it, I think as a knee jerk because it was kind of detailed in Japan. Um, mm. It's supposed to explain the ending, mm. and that's kind of irked people a bit because why should you need DLC to explain to, the ending? Yeah. Yeah. But we'll Maybe see. Maybe if it followed through with the ending, that would be a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And plus, if if Lightnings is going to explain the ending, I guess Snow is is going to um and there's a minor spoil here, so cover your ears for about twenty seconds. I guess Snow's is going to talk about what happens after he kind of disappears. So it seems like these scenario DLCs are more like character arcs. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like exp- definitely not anything well, that's like which I still stand by the opinion important. should have been in the game in the first. They're supposed place. to be going concurrent with what's actually taking place, but I don't As know. Supposed to if, post. Yeah, I, mm, it doesn't really. I don't know. It just it seems really weird. Well, no, it's yeah. not really. I wouldn't say it's weird. It's just I guess unconventional. I mean, it remind it's one game that comes to mind is Dark Siders Two, which takes place in parallel with the first game. Yeah, but. They're actually making a full game for that. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Well, either way, I, I guess we'll, we'll t- be talking a bit more about this later because we that was our burning question for this episode. So we asked you guys what you thought about the whole DLC thing. And uh, there's some interesting responses. Boy, did you guys think. What? What did we think? No, what? They, they, they really thought it out. They did? Yes, they did. That's what I was saying. But we'll saying. get onto that in a bit later, Colin. Calm yourself. <laughs> Calm. <laughs> For now, though, we're going to talk a bit about sales because, um, well, there haven't been any sales figures actually released, but our friends over at RPG site did some estimations and they predicted based on the NPD group's um, listings that Final Fantasy XIII Part Two only sold about 350,000 copies in North America during its first month, which mm. is pretty shocking considering Final Fantasy XIII sold 1.3 million. Yeah. Just, uh, just just missing a million there. And compared yeah, to sales in Japan, true. it's like And the sales in Japan were poor as well. It, it's yeah. it's really not looking good because this is this is by far the worst selling Final Fantasy ever made. Still, weren't we saying we were talking about this earlier before the recording and didn't it do better than a lot of the other games that came out in January? In in the UK. Ah, okay. So it did better than Soul Calibur five, what other games came out? Uh, uh Gear Solid HD collection. Yeah. Uh, mm. you were saying Kingdoms of Amalur? I guess uh, Dark the Darkness Two came out as well. Yeah. But it, so it, still, it still managed to top all of it that. It did, but it didn't do anywhere near near as well as should be expected. I mean, there are a ton of Final Fantasy fans out there, and clearly they felt that this game just wasn't for them. Mm. And that's never and that really wasn't happened before. Worth the buying there was price. there were 1.3 million potential customers. Then again, you know, maybe they're all just waiting for the price to drop. Which means again, they don't feel it was worth buying. Yeah, like and also I, probably I'm guessing they lost a ton of pre-orders when um, Square Enix announced that uh, the DLC was going to have to be like uh, was going to be. Story. I think the whole lead up to the Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two was a bit weird. They, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I think they did the best with what they could because they knew what it was going to be like. And especially because J- J- Japan got the game earlier, I think a lot of people cancelled their pre-orders based on the fact that the Japanese people didn't like it either. Because they, the Japanese mm, people really are a good metric. And considering 
like they lost about 75% of their female audience or something with this game it doesn't really uh, it's not really that conducive to what's going to be a solid title even if Famitsu want to give it a stupidly high score they only yeah. gave it a higher score because it was better than that yeah it's true uh, I don't know it's I guess we'll have I'm to really see what happens because clearly this was supposed to be like a cash in they they wanted to try and make as much money as possible because they had a short development time I think definitely from a fan perspective you know it's certainly not the best or any of the better it performing it's not performing like any of the better Final Fantasies but you know if you look at it from I guess an outsider's view considering that it topped all the other games it's still quite successful yeah but in in perspective of the year it's not going to be like one of the top 10 best selling games of the year no unlikely I mean the accolades for Mass Effect 3 are already insane and they're giving that a perfect 10 exactly I mean Mass Effect 3 sold more in its first day than Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 sold in a month and it wasn't just a little bit more it was like three times more in one day I think uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 just had a lot of things writing against it including like um, I mean Final Fantasy X 2 wasn't necessarily that amazing of <laughs> but that still sold I mean, really I liked well it, but, huh? that still sold really well it sold although not really nearly well, as well as Final it was Fantasy the first, X but that's because it was the first sequel like it being the first sequel um, made it a bit more attractive. I think also people didn't really know whether it was going to be good or not around that time. But with Final Fantasy thirteen too, like people kind of have the idea that maybe it's going to stink anyway. I don't I think, think so around much that the time. reception from ten two, but because of the how divided people were on thirteen itself, that yeah. affected these sales. I mean, a lot. Yeah, because a lot of people who bought thirteen. I'd say it's 50-50 between people that liked it and didn't like it and then you're already halving your sales then like yeah, 13 part 2 isn't going to make anyone who's never played the Final Fantasy game come out and go oh maybe I should try this then because it's a sequel mm-hmm. um, I don't know I, I think also Final Fantasy as a franchise has just lost its sheen a bit if you, th- if you think about 10 part 2 not true type 0 looks amazing no but y- you know what I mean Colin like it, when, you, when like 7, 8, 9, 10 came out people bought it no matter what like mm-hmm. even if the game had re- been reviewing like crap people would have still had faith that it was a game that they would would have loved and 10 part 2 I feel was pe- a lot of people bought into it because of that because they were still thinking oh it's going to be amazing anyway it's a Final Fantasy game after that it was kind of like so every game since then there has been more and more doubt put in like I remember th- 12 was the game where I started losing a bit of faith because I was thinking this doesn't really actually look that good and I wasn't really that excited for it when it came out I, it's, it's one of the few I, that I haven't bought I just borrowed my friend's copy um, and I don't really feel bad because of that because mm-hmm. I didn't think I it know, was I kind of felt the opposite way with 12 I was really excited for it like, or the, the, the delays really pissed me off but you know, once I got the ga- game I really enjoyed the, the story is debatably good or bad I just think the pacing is terrible but overall I really loved the game mm-hmm. I, think, I and, was a bit of both because like it, I remember when... I remember reading about it in uh, Game Informer and then not hearing anything about it like I was I was excited when I first heard about it about uh, Final Fantasy 12 but then like after a while I, I just kind of lost interest because I didn't hear anything again see when I when, 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 when I finished 13 and thought back to 12 it was you know 13 made 12 <laughs> look a lot better 
(laughs) (laughs) It's just... Yeah, I mean, I don't feel there are many people who go, oh, there's a new Final Fantasy game coming out. That's a day one buy. Hey, I feel that way about Theater Rhythm. (laughs) It's not a main game, Colin. I don't care, it looks amazing. For me, I feel like a lot of the sheen was lost with regards to Final Fantasy when they... um made Final Fantasy XI, and I know that's not the opinion of, like, a ton of people, but, like, once I learned that they were doing an online Final Fantasy, I knew I couldn't, I I just knew that I couldn't play it, and I was just like, well, this is really lame, like, this is the next game in a series that I love, and I feel kind of betrayed, because they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, it's online, I'm like, okay, thanks. It really wasn't that good either. Well, it was it was fun, but the story was they so bad. They should have just made it Final Fantasy Online. They really should have done like a whole new story. I think they Final did it on Fantasy purpose, 11. though. They, that was when they kind of started to really manipulate their audience. Yeah. But yeah, hey ho! I think I just got really offended by how they were doing that. And... It's the Yuichi Wada era. Yeah. <laughs> dun dun dun! If we make it, they'll <laughs> buy it. Oh wait, they're not buying it. What do we do now? We'll make more. <laughs> <laughs> Although ironically, yeah, we'll make Final Fantasy fourteen. Ironically, as we were really saying, there is um. There's, Although there's to no... be fair, I think the only thing that's lacking in the Final Fantasies these days are a good a good plot yeah. and good characters. I mean, I don't understand why they don't like the game design, the battle system, the character progression, all of that. Even in thirteen, was really good. I don't understand why they don't just get Najima to write the entire thing. It just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. I mean, you look you look at a game like Dissidia, which has a terrible story, and I wouldn't want to attach the Final Fantasy name to it, but the gameplay, the gameplay is amazing. It is incredibly addicting. Yeah. I don't get it. They clearly must know that people don't like the story, yet they keep giving Toriyama... <laughs> <sighs> Facepalm. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on now to our Burning Questions segment. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, it's we asked you guys what your thoughts are about the Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two DLC situation. You think it's good? You think it's bad? Do you think um, that it's ridiculous? They're charging money for it. Do you approve? Do you, you disapprove? The game? Yeah. Anyway, thumbs here up, are what down. you guys thought. The first one is from Emmet Seven, who, by the way, Derek, could not pronounce your name. Be quiet. He kept saying MEB7 or something, and I'm just going to go with MEB7, even if that's not the right one, because that's I what we do wrong. on this podcast. <laughs> MEB7 says, I think the DLCs are okay, but I think that they should have included that in the story. I mean, they didn't have to make this long, make this a long, drawn-out explanation of why SARS was gone or what Lightning was doing. Yeah, I... Well, I know why they did it, because they did it in order to get more money. But do I agree with how they're doing it? No. I think that they're hurting themselves more than they're making a profit. Because I'm guessing that there's going to be a lot of people who will refuse to buy the DLC. Even if it will help them understand the story a bit more. Yeah, I mean, there's going to definitely be people that are still buying it. And I know there are a lot of people that are excited about it and are buying it. But mm. it's probably nowhere near as many as they'd hoped. No, I'm... I'm refusing to buy DLC because I just it's against my principles <laughs> you, you said that none of the DLC will be story and then all of a sudden but anyway sorry go ahead Daryl 
So the next one we have is from Suprio from Twitter, and they said, The weapons and costume DLC is fine. Get them if you feel like it. But the main story-related DLC is stupid. It should have been included in the game. I totally agree with this. And you know, now that they're releasing the Lightning DLC, which is a completely different story scenario, and the Snow one as well, I, I just don't understand why that isn't in the main game, if it's supposed to flesh out the story even more. You know, I'm fine. I'm fine again with the weapons, the costumes, the Coliseum battle because those are additional things you don't need for the full experience of the game. Whereas with the story DLCs, you do. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit cheap. All right. Well, uh, Rollcove says uh, story DLC should have already been in the game, but I still want it, so I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so I think I that's it's the bad. case of a lot of people. Yeah, I know it's bad, but I'm going to get it anyway. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh well. Alright, the, the, the <laughs> next one. The next one is from Lady Alaska on the forums who said DLC for costumes and the like are okay, but not for three bucks a piece. And Square's kidding themselves if they think players are gonna, going to relish dishing up even more money just to get a well rounded story. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. If you think about it, like, Mass Effect doesn't need that. Well, actually, Mass Effect doesn't. Well. They do. Mass Effect does have story DLC. They they do. The thing about Mass Effect though is that the story doesn't need it. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, because Mass Effect is still a good game without having DLC. They, it still has a good the story. The DLC that makes sense. generally just expands things, so it will be like there'll be you know, a you side got, like, mission. Kasumi's memory for yeah. Mass Effect Two, uh, Shadow Broker's Lair, which uh, kind of explained Liara's situation. But it wasn't. Yeah. Into, you didn't need it. In any way whatsoever. No, it's like the- it's like good if you're like a dedicated, really, really super dedicated fan who just wants to have it all. I mean, I'd probably get that to be honest. I mean, but yeah, what if, Square is doing. If Square, is just- if Square did the DLC where you know it adds to the story as opposed to explaining the story. Mm-hmm. I I honestly wouldn't mind it. I know. I feel yeah. it's it's different as well because the um, the way the Mass Effect story is structured. It it's better. <laughs> I think that's part of the point that the story is just better. And mm. with Final Fantasy as well, I mean, it's a different, completely different audience as well. Final Fantasy fans don't expect it and they don't want it. They want their story to be all encompassing, and they want it to be self-contained. And yeah, as Colin said, the fact that they are doing DLC now to try and explain what happened, like this was happening at the same time. By the way. It it doesn't yeah. really make much sense. Like with Mass Effect, the difference is, if you don't get the DLC, this the main story doesn't change. What was going yeah. on doesn't it's change. Every everything you need to understand and experience is yeah. in the full game. It's like great, you can find out more about Liara's situation with the Shadow Broker, but that didn't really play you any major part in the in the story. It's just a nice bit of side stuff if you care. I mean, although the last bit of Mass Effect 2 DLC, Arrival, kind of ties Mass Effect 2 with Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, it, it wasn't that necessary. I'm more willing to buy Mass Effect DLC, if only because they've done me the favor and of also producing Mass Effect, an excellent game. Mass Effect DLC is much more expensive. I think it's yeah. like $7 for a few of them and $10 for like Shadow Broker and Arrival. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> the next one is from Mont Blanc Noland on Twitter and they said as long as they don't try to rush a new ending for the game as DLC instead of making 13 part 3 I have no problem with it I don't I yeah 
I don't even know what to say. <laughs> if they're if they're rushing a new ending in DLC, it's gonna be Prince of Persia all over again. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm not too sure about thirteen part three. <laughs> kind of makes me. I don't want to buy another Final Fantasy thirteen. Square Enix. Sweeping statement. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, Achilles from Twitter says, uh, "Story DLC is a great concept, but only if it's executed properly." I love that we got to see some of Zaz with Heads or Tails DLC, but I must admit that the DLC was less than stellar. I think that's going along with what we were saying with Mass Effect as well. Like the Mass Effect DLC just it's done you know, for, very well. For, on one on one hand, you know, Mass Effect you got this incredible story experience, mm-hmm. and then FF13 is kind of hit and miss. So adding more story DLCs to, to that level of story isn't very enticing. No. <laughs> I mean, if Final Fantasy thirteen had, or thirteen two and thirteen had an amazing story, and they were doing DLC, I I I would want to buy it because the story's already that good. That's probably why think, a lot of people are waiting to buy uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two, if only because um, if it gets low enough, then buying the DLC will just balance out. I think the difference is here. If thirteen had an amazing encompassing story, and then let's say that Final Fantasy Episode I was a DLC pack, that would be fine because it take it took place after the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference here, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for our next episode we are gonna ask a controversial question. Dun dun dun. <laughs> We want to know if you guys would be happy if Square Enix outsourced Final Fantasy to an external de- development. And we're not talking here about like Front Mission where they gave it to probably one of the worst Western developers they could have done because that was just... Uh. You know, we're talking about outsourcing to either Montreal If they gave it to a top tier dev. You know. mm. Like, they have development studios now in there's, their hands that can that do human amazing jobs. was epic. And not just critically, but commercially as well. And I think, if I'm not wrong, their financial report stated that Deus Ex... Deus Ex pretty much saved them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if they, if they outsource Final Fantasy to one of these devs, it could be amazing. That's the thing that always makes me laugh about Japanese companies outsourcing, because you've got people like Capcom who are like, yeah, we're going to get Slant 6 to do the next... Resident hey, Evil. hey, don't, don't diss Operation Raccoon City. That looks like a fun... I know it doesn't look like a Resident Evil game, but it looks like a fun game. It's, it's, it's more the fact that they aim... Like, the Japanese games in the past have had really high stats, especially Capcom games. Like, if you think about the, mm. the uh, Clover Studios team, Platinum Games, they make really, really good stuff. And Slant 6, while I'm not going to try and discredit them, so far they've only made PSP games, which were probably just above average we gave uh, Fireteam Bravo 3 and 8 yeah just above average because that to to their credit that game had both a good story and really good mechanics my problem with Raccoon City from what I've played is that it feels like a PSP game on a PS3 which isn't a compliment but that's just me being harsh but it is a a situation there are a lot of um, times where they've outsourced to a western developer and they're like oh well, that's going to make it sell. And then they end up with something like Bionic Commando, which just it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, you look at the... Uh, it's not like Capcom are incapable of creating 
good games. Look at Resident Evil 6. That looks ama- amazing. Although there is some controversy with how they're doing controversy. it. Controversy. And, yeah. you know, Monster Hunter. You know, I'm a big Monster Hunter fan. I love Monster Hunter. And that game... I just wish it would come over to North America. Could you imagine, though, if Square yeah. Enix suddenly said, right, we're going to do a partnership with EA and we want Bioware to make the next Final Fantasy game? <laughs> that would be epic. That would be insane. It would never happen, though. Yeah. No. Although, you know, you look at... Um... They did make Sonic. Yeah. They made a Sonic RPG. No um... words. I think it would hey, be. It I think well. it would be really good if if they could if they could outsource from anywhere outsource with Atlas. I would buy a Square Enix Atlas. Title, I still stand by the opinion that you know Square Enix should team up with Kojima Productions. Could you imagine it? Could you imagine a Kojima Final Fantasy story? <laughs> that it would be mind blowing. <laughs> not sure maybe for the right reasons though. <laughs> but yeah, I think like to be honest, like. Seriously, I feel like I feel like Atlas is the new upcoming uh, JRPG slash just regular whatever. <laughs> Their problem is that they just don't um, have the resources, and I think that they, I think that they could do it justice. They, have, they, they don't have the resources to make. I mean, far, well, part of the reason that Final Fantasy is so well respected as well is not just the story and the gameplay mechanics, but also it's the fact that they great visuals. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what would happen then. You would have. Square Enix production levels with Atlas's creativity. Silence. No. <laughs> I don't think creativity is the <laughs> issue, it's the writing. Creativity with writing. Yeah. Way to attach yourselves to people, to provoke emotion from people. That's not. They just need to get rid of Toriyama. That will solve all their problems. Anyway, we're now going to be on to the question segment. Okay. So, Colin, take the first question. Go. Why do I always get the difficult usernames? Because you said the other one was easy, <laughs> so I figured I'd give you. This okay, one the as first, well. the first question is from someone on the forums who apparently hates us, <laughs> called TS zero 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 four zero one one zero, and he or she asked in a very long-winded way, "How would you guys play Noor?" Yeah, so basically he was saying in the piggyback guide, there's a bit of contradiction about how you should play Noor because they're saying. He should be a magic-based person, but you should play him as a commando. Um, so, yeah. Um, I played him as a commando just because I didn't want to play Sarah as a commando. Like You've got to play one or the other. Um, and I or you could be a jack-of-all-trades. You could be a jack-of-all-trades, but then you'll probably just die. This is true. Yeah, I decided to play Noel as a commando. But he gets a lot more health than Sarah. Like Even when in the same level, he just has more health than she does. So... Um, he was my tank and that's only that's really only because of you know it depends on how you spend your points well kind of I felt that she just got she got less health anyway because I started with her I started my, my, my Sarah had almost the same health as Norm. it wasn't like it wasn't like massively different it was like a couple of hundred but that's because in the end I started just giving her on the on the large nose I started using sentinel for her just to get her some more health mm-hmm I mean, did you do the same, Colin? Did you uh, do, do commando too? Uh, yeah, I mean, Noor was a commando saboteur and sentinel. Although I never really used the sentinel uh, paradigm until later in the game. And Sarah, I had a, I made her a beefy mage, so she she could tank as beefy. well as use magic. Sounded risky. It was worth it. I probably would have done the same. I mean, I don't think I. Either way, like 
I don't think it really matters how you play them as long as as long you know, as you, if you win. Fo- if you focus them on one paradigm, they'll be re- they're going to be really good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. do one so, thing very well. I think I think uh, he was also asking about the whole HP magic thing. HP, you know, prevents death, whereas magic doesn't. And I disagree with that. It's called magic resistance. You know, you've got protect, shell, cure. Plus, it means your cures. Yeah, your cures will do more. You'll also be able to output more damage, which means things will die quicker. Mm-hmm. That's why I think you know. Uh, what class is that? Synergist. Synergists, Synergists are, are very really important. important. I think they're you very know, they important. Can, they can buff you mm-hmm. up. They can protect you. And it's a quite a lot of buffs really out there, which is a bit annoying. And you can you can debuff your enemies. You certainly can, and that. I love haste. They took it out. Synergists. Yeah. They took it yeah, out. Yeah, they took they took haste out. What? Haste has been in you everything. Can only get haste Although now. to be fair, the speed of the game attack. is generally faster than it was. Yeah, in and you've got a massive so amount of ATB mm. bars now. Yeah, you don't really need but haste. I like doing that on on my uh, on my medic so that she doesn't like, you know. Yeah, well, they they cast their cures a lot faster. <laughs> I like haste. It makes everybody go all funny. <laughs> I love I love when you put haste on Riku in Final Fantasy X because oh, she, she just kind of bounces around. She's just like, yay! Anyway, yeah. so our next question is from FF Dominator one four one three, and they ask, "What did you guys think about the depth of the characters and the voice acting in Thirteen Party?" Um, kind of the same with every Final Fantasy like since ten. Really, they they don't really ju- they don't really do that bad with uh voice acting they don't really no they like, get good talent they always seem to choose the right people to play the parts I mean Lara Bailey is awesome she's really really talented um I, I do love Troy Baker and uh um James uh Marsden uh huh he uh was the one who played Noel he was just I, I think I they got him. Noel perfect yeah he is actually, um, if you've ever seen Spirit Away, he plays Haku, and I think they really made a good choice with him. They could have gone epically wrong with Noel, but they really chose a good actor. They, yeah, um, they, they got a good voice actor for him, and he was written really well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I definitely think that they um, did very well with the voice acting in both 13 and 13 too. And I love Liam O'Brien as well, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure of the depth of characters though, because as we talked about last episode, Sarah's yeah. a little bit shallow. Yeah, <laughs> compared to like everyone else, and she's supposed to be the yeah. lead character. I would say my sister. Yeah, everybody seemed to really like um, Noel's story a lot more. Because well, he was a lot more interesting. Noel is awesome. She's mm. just been Final Fantasy Noel. Final Fantasy Noel, time traveler. <laughs> uh, right, last question. Alright, this last question is from Simone, and um, they ask Now, the rumor that PlayStation 4 is being developed in the context of if you think it is true, do you think that Square will release Versus on the PS3 or wait longer to release it on the PS4? I think they'll release it on the PS3. For one, it's being developed for the PS3, and if they cancel that and move it over to the PS4, they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have a hard time because it'll be far as There were reports that again. saying the PS4 is going to be using uh, chips from AMD, whereas the PS3 uses chips from Nvidia. So there's the mm. whole compatibility thing again. 
And I, also, if, if they release it on the PS4, we're going to have to wait a couple of years. Even, even more, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they might as well cancel it if they wait for the PS4, to be honest. I just want it on the PS3. Because what they of, did, even yeah. what they did show back in uh, January, January, was it 2011 or 2010? Yeah, 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. What they showed that it looked really good. Yeah. It's scary to think that that was over a year ago. Yeah, and now that now they they're incorporating the uh, uh, new lighting engine. What's it called? Luminous. The 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 light the lighting type from the Luminous yeah. engine. Apparently, Famitsu couldn't even tell the difference between the screenshot and a photo. So. I hope it's on PS3. I don't think they're going to release it on PS4. That's they'll sh- they'll be shooting themselves in th- in the other foot. Yeah. Would that, yeah, it would delay the game by another like three or four years. Yeah. Uh. Well, that, oh, the whole Final PS4 Fantasy. thing is pretty cool though. We're going to the next generation, guys. <sighs> We're going to the next generation and a half of the Wii U. I don't really want to. I want to stick with the PS3 a bit longer. I only just got. I no. think even if they did announce a next-gen console sometime this year, it won't be out for another two. Yeah. Well, we got the Wii U coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah, but no one really seems to care about that. Well, yeah. I guess E3 will really dictate what happens with that. Yeah. See, Nintendo and third-party developers have to make games for the Wii U as opposed to making games for the PS3, 360, and then just porting it over to the Wii U for it to be relevant. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be very interesting. But mm. I think that's pretty much all we have time for this episode. Unfortunately, there wasn't much to talk about. We need more news, Square Enix. Give us some verses, something. Just come on. 13 Pot 2 is out of the way now. You have no excuses. Type 0. Type Truth. 0, come on. Come on. <laughs> You're killing. Or maybe yeah. even Theatre Rhythm. I would kill for Theatre Rhythm. <laughs> I just don't understand why they suddenly decided, oh yeah, Westerners don't like Final Fantasy games. Let's just not release any of them. Yeah. So stupid. Mm. Their logic is just completely off. Yeah. Well, thinking back to the old days, we our music for this episode is from Final Fantasy 2. It's a, an arrangement Yay. of the town theme, and it's by Indigal Games. Indigal. We'll go with Indigal. Mm-hmm. It's short and sweet, and it's right. it's it's more akin to the uh, Origins arrangement the or the Dawn of Souls. Good old days of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Back when mm. Uematsu was. Still a legendary snapper. Well, he still is legendary. The soundtrack for FF14 is amazing. It is. Yeah, it is. But anyway, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to release on the 17th of April. Hopefully, we'll have more stuff to talk about then. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes store. Uh, if you just search for Final Fantasy, we are the number one podcast. And of course, you can catch every episode of Final Fantasy Union either on gamingunion.net or finalfantasyunion.com as well as all our Final Fantasy news coverage when there is something to talk about. If not, we'll just answer yeah. your questions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so ask a time. Or we could talk and about a certain game. We could talk about a certain game. Tell us what you want in the comments. We'll, we'll try and do something. Let's do anyway, a speculation could... episode on Theatrhythm. <laughs> An entire episode on Theatrhythm. Just dedicated to that. <laughs> Where else can you catch the show, Can we Colin? make that episode a musical as well? <laughs> It'll be perfect. Every word you say, Colin, you have to sing, sing along. <laughs> that just reminds mm. you of Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. Brian will come on and he'll rap. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. It's time to go. Do it. Bye. Bye. Get to the chopper. <laughs> and I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>